Welcome to the All-in-One Podcast for Middle School Language Arts Teachers. I'm Linda, and I've been a teacher for over 30 years. I can help you with tips, tricks, and motivation that will simplify your planning, streamline your teaching, and enjoy more free time. Well, hey there, it's Linda. I hope that you're all doing well. If you're listening in real time, we are through with January and into February. I know a lot of people really hate January. I don't share that viewpoint, but I will say that February would really freak me out as a teacher because I taught both language arts and social studies, and there were so many special days in February that I felt that I really wanted to address with my kids. And it's such a a busy time in your curriculum. And I'm talking about things like the 100th day of school and President's Day, Black History Month, Valentine's Day, International Kindness Day, Lunar New Year. I mean, it would really make my head spin. I wanted to let you know if you're feeling that way, make sure you check out my store because I do have products that are really easy and streamlined to address each of these uh, categories. I'll link that in the show notes. But in any event, I'm really excited to finish with our mini series on something that I am very passionate about, and that is teaching reading skills at a middle school level. And I saved the best for last because we are talking theme today. This is the last in the series, so if you missed any of the others, you might want to go back and check them out. Before we get into today's topic, I want to make sure that you know I usually mention at least one freebie, and today I do have one. It's a list of example theme statements, and I'll talk a little bit about how I use that. You'll definitely want to grab it because I'm telling you, my students never understood theme until I gave them that list. Um, And I do want to encourage you to sign up for my email because once you're on that list, I send you new freebies automatically, and I do make a bunch. So I'll be sure to link that in the show notes as well. Okay, so let's get into it. Middle school language arts teachers, listen up. Reading a novel aloud to your class does not teach reading skills. It just doesn't. Students should be reading novels, and hopefully they're in book clubs. I got a really concerning email from a teacher a couple of weeks ago, and I'm not going to say who she is or where she's from, but she told me that she needed some ideas because her school does not allow them to use novels. And although I know this is happening, I I just, my mind was blown. And I, I mean, if there is just something I could change about education. It's this notion that somehow novels are evil, but I guess I'm digressing a little bit. But so even if you're teaching a whole class novel or you're stuck, and I'm going to use the word stuck with teaching only short stories or from an anthology or something like that, you still need a plan for teaching reading skills. And one of the most important reading skills, in my opinion, is teaching theme. When you teach theme well, it is a skill your kids will use throughout their academic careers. Understanding theme, in my opinion, is the whole point of reading great literature. So today, we're going to discuss why we teach theme, 
general tips on teaching reading skills, what to include in a lesson on theme, and how to get your kids to practice with theme, some things that you do and do not want to do. Okay, so let's start with why teaching theme is important. I mean, honestly, I could talk about this for an hour, but I'm going to pare it down. Like I said, I would argue that the most important purpose of reading quality fiction is to glean the theme. The theme is the lesson the author wants us to learn. Recognizing lessons in literature can open up students' minds and hearts in ways we never thought possible. And I am not being dramatic here. This is coming from years of experience. So let's just take a look at something that we probably all know or at least know of, and that's Harry Potter. The story is obviously chock full of themes. I mean, one that comes to mind is that family can be found in the people who care for you not just those who are related to us. And this is a really powerful theme and one that many kids need to hear and understand. I mean, think about some of your kids. We don't know every situation that they're coming from and we don't know if they've been exposed to, you know, bad situations in their family or if they will in the future. And when they're reading, obviously the author doesn't state this outright but it's proven time and time again throughout the entire series. Um, a little bit of a, a note here. Kids and adults often mistake theme for the topic. The topic in the example that I gave you is family, but the theme is the actual lesson about the topic. Be sure to point that out to your students. And you want to make sure too that you're letting them know that theme is a universal statement that does not always apply to their novel. It can apply to other novels, songs, TV shows, and most importantly, to life. Okay, so when we teach theme successfully and authentically, our students will find connections in literature that can change the way they think, feel, and relate to others. And that's usually, in my opinion, for the better. Okay, I hope I sold you. <laughs> All right, so let's talk now about just some general tips on how to teach reading skills. I've been going over this in each of my podcasts in the series because I know people might only listen to one. Um, so let me just review with you briefly. When you teach reading skills, you will want to use some consistency with your students so that they know what to expect and what is expected of them. For me, I use a reading workshop model of instruction. I have a whole series of podcasts on reading workshop, which you might like to check out. But please know that I adapted my reading workshop from what I would consider the true model to be much more skills-based because that is what I thought kids needed. Okay, so some general reading workshop guidelines. You want to first teach your mini lesson, keep it brief, 10 to 15 minutes long. Uh, the student workshop time. This is when kids will work on something in their reading that you taught them in the mini lesson. And guess what else they'll do? They will actually read and hopefully they'll be reading a novel. <laughs> um, while they're reading, you will be conferencing, walking around and checking in with them on their reading and how they are doing with the skills that you are teaching. And then at the end, it's great to do a share where you just briefly share something from the reading. Hopefully, 
related to your skill. Okay, so if you're sharing at the end of a theme lesson, you might want to say what you think could be a possible theme in your novel at this time, and then have a few kids share that out. It's, it's very simple, it's very straightforward, but it is very powerful. So what do you want to include in a mini lesson for theme? Um, I'm gonna go through those components and give you some examples. So in the mini lesson, you want to first do what we call connect. And here's what you link, what they have learned to where they are going in the lesson. So for example, you might say, when we last met, we talked about the topic of your novel. Today, you are going to look closely at possible lessons the author is trying to teach you about life through this topic, which is the theme, okay? Um, next is your teaching objective. It is crucial to explicitly state to your students what you want them to learn. So for example, you might say, today's goal is to understand that themes are universal and apply not only to the book you are reading, but to life as well, okay? Um, next in your mini lesson, you want to include some strategies. So here you're gonna give kids a strategy or strategies to meet the objective. For example, you might say to them, look at the example theme statements. See if any can be applied to the book that you are reading. Engagement is next. This is where you want to show a real life example and then have students practice during the lesson. Use turn and talk here so that students use a skill in partnership. So for example, Turn and talk to your partner about a possible theme for this school year. Consider your achievements and disappointments as you are deciding. Okay, so in this way, you're really pulling them in and applying it to their life. And you really have to do that with every single lesson. Okay, and lastly is the student objective. This is really important. It's where students are given directions for their workshop time. And when I think about, honestly, the ways that some people teach reading, and it, it's no, I'm not knocking anybody because quite frankly, it is really up to your district to provide you with materials so that you're teaching effectively. Um, this is really all some teachers do. They just give the work, okay? I get it. I'm sure I did that at some point in my career too. Um, but it's where students are given directions for their workshop time. You want to keep it brief and keep it specific. So it's always best to note too to students that th what you want them to do is not only today, but every time they're reading. So for example, you might say today and every time you are reading a novel, note when a minor character is explaining something to the main character. This could be a hint at a theme. Okay, and I promise you, it's not as hard as you think to come up with all these mini lessons. It really isn't because if you just follow the pattern, it, you know, it will help you. But if you do want a pre-made one, it's very inexpensive. Um, I do have a mini lesson on theme in my TPT store, and I'll be sure to link that in the show notes. Okay, so how do you get kids to practice with theme? So once they have learned the skill or, or Better yet, once you have taught them the skill, um, it's time to practice. This is the portion of the reading workshop where students go off to work and do something to apply the skill you have taught in the mini lesson to their reading. B 
be careful not to do what I call kill the skill. You are looking for application, not a bunch of extra work for your kids to do. So I think it's always easier to start out with what practice should not look like. It should not be random worksheets. That skill and drill style are not conducive to truly learning and applying reading skills, right? And we all know this as teachers, right? We, we think because we have taught the lesson that the students have learned the lesson and now they will execute and show us in a series of drills. And that is just not what's going to happen because guess what? It's not going to carry over. You don't want them to do unrelated exercises. Kids should be applying it to the reading they are doing now or to the mentor text that you're using for your unit. And a mentor text, hopefully you know what that is, but if you don't, that's okay. If, for example, you're doing a unit on historical fiction, you want to pick a short story or, or possibly even a song or a, a, a short video that you want to use as the mentor text. I really do prefer, in this case, to use a short story so that they have written word. Um, and so what you give them to practice with could apply to the mentor text if they're not that far into their novel or you need them to all do something together for some reason, okay? You also do not want to give work that is too time-consuming. You do not want kids doing skill work that takes so long that they don't get to their reading. And I say this all the time, and I don't mean it to sound sarcastic, and maybe it is sarcastic, I don't know, but the point of a reading workshop is to get kids reading, not to talk about reading and to write things about, you know, unrelated topics, okay? So what should the practice look like? Well, as I said, mentor text work is really important. So you want to have a good, strong mentor text for any unit that you're in. And you want to use it throughout to help you teach the skills. So like I said, if you're doing, let's say that you're doing a realistic fiction unit. And you some of the skills you want kids to use are character traits, symbolism, theme, point of view. Um, you would want to pick a short story that does that pretty well. Okay, and it should be a high interest story. And might I add that you want to pick stories from all different cultural and socioeconomic backgrounds. Uh, for theme, I love the story 11 by Sandra Cisneros because I feel like it has a very strong theme. Okay, and kids really relate to it. So what else should practice look like? It should look like reading application. As you progress in the unit and kids are reading novels, have them do something like keep a chart when a minor character is explaining something to the main character and maybe another chart of possible symbols. Don't make it too complicated. Give them a couple of things to kind of keep up with and stop and jot it because these are all hints at themes. Okay. Another great strategy is debate. Having kids debate is a really good idea because maybe, for example, they might disagree on a possible theme for a mentor text. If you're going to do any kind of debate, I would keep it quick, about 10 minutes, because like I said, you want them actually reading during your reading workshop. And my favorite thing to do to help teach these skills are centers. <laughs> centers are not just for little kids. And having kids do centers on a specific skill 
especially toward the end of a unit to show what they know and to extend their learning is ideal. It can also help them to prepare for an upcoming assessment. And I do have centers to help you teach theme in my TPT store. I do hope you'll check them out. They're meant to be very um, engaging and they're meant to be very relatable to the kids and, and a little bit more fun, okay? All right, so that is it. We talked about why you teach theme, general tips on teaching reading skills, what to include in a mini lesson, and what you should and should not do to practice. I hope you enjoyed the series on reading skills. I personally loved it. Obviously, it's something that I feel passionately about. Um, and again, if you missed any, be sure to go back and give them a listen. And be sure to tune in, not next week, but the following week. Um, I have to take a little hiatus from the podcast because my website was recently updated and I need to go into the back end and get some of the things done. And uh, I'm going to need some extra time for that. So I will see you in two weeks. And what I'd like to do next is have a pot. And what I will do next is have a podcast on reading centers and how to do them, why they're important. Again, what to include, what not to include. And this one is going to be very, very practical. And you'll come away with some really good ideas and a couple of freebies. Before you go, I want to take a moment to cordially invite you to join my Facebook group. It's pretty brand new and the teachers who joined are positive and have great tips. So if you're new, you're going to find that this is a place to get inspiration. And the reason I created it was to create a positive space online because I was looking at, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups and I will tell you a lot of it is, and, and no offense because there's a place for that, right? To, to vent and for me, if we're going to vent, we're going to try to help you solve your problem. And that's kind of what I'm, I'm gearing towards. So I will be sure to leave that in the show notes as well. I hope this information was helpful. Be sure to check the links that I mentioned in the show notes. My email is available there as well in case you have questions or comments. You can also DM me on Instagram at school. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you in the next episode.